As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the post pod sift spoil for Cloverfield Paradox or the Cloverfield Paradox, I should very say. Important. Very, very important. Uh, we are going to go into spoilers now. So if you have not seen Cloverfield Paradox, uh, go away because it'll get very confusing because we're just going to jump all over the place. Plus, we don't want to spoil you. Well, Andrew maybe wants to spoil you because he doesn't think you probably want to see this movie anyway. Yeah, save yourself. <laughs> save yourself from the movie in the first place. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff do you want to talk about? Where do you want to start? It seems like you have a lot of stuff, like specific examples of stuff that you need to get off your chest, Andrew. Like you need <laughs> to have like some... Like I'm carrying a weight around yes, my shoulders. Yes, you got to get some catharsis <laughs> here. Um, I'll, t- I'll start in specific parts and then I can say how I thought about them. I think the main thing that you and I disagreed on uh, in podcast proper were I did not like the performances, whereas you yeah, did. Yeah. So giving specific examples, whenever Chris O'Dowd's character loses his arm. Yes. Like the actual losing his arm scene, like where it's stuck in the wall, that was actually a kind of really cool scene. Yeah, that was one of the two quote unquote wall scenes that we were, we yeah. were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the next part, whenever his arm, which just reminded me of it from Adam's family was walking yeah. around and he's like, Oh, that's my arm. He, it just seemed really weird the way he would react to his arm gaining its own consciousness <laughs> and, you know, yes. And, but I don't think that's a bad performance. I, d- I think it's a performance from a different movie. I think it goes back to the tone issue. I think if that was the whole movie, we would love it. Like, it is it is Bruce um, Campbell, right? That's his name, Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell from, yeah. In The Evil Dead. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? It, it makes sense in context to be, to react that way if that's the kind of movie this is. Yeah. But that's not the kind of movie this is at other points. So that's all I was saying was, I think he's hilarious. I think his comic timing is great. If that was this kind of movie, I think that's a good performance. Maybe it's the fact that everybody is trying to do something different 
that there is no basis for me to say that performance is good. Sure. Because I, I can agree with that. If that's the type of movie, then yes, it is a good performance, but it's not the type of movie. It's not any type of movie. Well, it's certainly, yes, exactly. And the other wall scene. And that makes every single performance bad. And it, <laughs> yeah, well, it makes the movie bad. No, I, I don't do you see what but I'm I saying. Uh, yeah, I, I think when I say bad performance, I feel like there's some blame that goes to the actors. But I feel like the actors are being are doing what they've been asked to do. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. I feel like they're performing well in a mess of a movie. So uh, I know yeah. there's always a lot of different factors, but. Anyhow, I think that's where my perspective comes from. I understand, and I can understand the whole you can't blame the actor for being for doing what they're told to do. But at the same time, I don't think that that can give them carte blanche to, or not carte sure. blanche, but it can't, you know, excuse. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I um, think we ag- agree on the elements. I think we disagree on kind of the semantics of it a little bit. Yeah. Another thing that we disagreed on is that I said this movie was trying to answer a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, what kind of questions do you think it's answering? So, the basic premise of the first Cloverfield movie, which is this is quote-unquote technically a prequel to, but not really, is how the creature landed on Earth and how it came to Earth. You know? Yes. Yeah. So, the beginning of this movie is the whole MacGuffin guy on the news saying that this is going to answer or you know create portals in the past and the future and right. stuff like that totally stupid it's well, really technically, bad technically the beginning is we're with her trying to figure out if she's going to go up into space with this crew well, okay, at the beginning of yeah. the movie at yeah, yeah. some point you know MacGuffin Man is mm-hmm. giving his whole speech during the first Cloverfield movie there is never any discussion of an energy crisis you know it's just regular right. New well, York because that hadn't happened yet but if it hadn't happened then how did the creature get there back then ah it- I see I think you're misunderstanding when, when this takes place. This is in the future. If it's in the future, then it doesn't make sense that the creature was back there whenever the first. It does because, and they they talk about that on the newscast. You can't just say because paradox and expect everybody to say that this makes sense. It's well, that's what I think is so pa- genius about it. Paradox is a cop out at that moment. Then, what do you mean, paradox is a cop out? Because if you say that if it just takes place in the past and the future, and because this whole thing is a paradox, or different dimensions, or different dimensions, then mm-hmm. it's a cop out if trying to tie into other movies. And I think that's that's if you want to call this a Cloverfield movie, and say and you have the same creatures from other movies, then technically it ties into those movies. Sure, but if you just say well, it doesn't take place in the same time frame or in the same universe because it's paradox, then that's being lazy no i don't see it as lazy at all i I see it as offering a foundation for this anthology series it reminds me a lot of the did you watch all the new black mirror episodes not all of them so did you not see black museum no okay it reminds me a lot of black museum uh which is a black mirror episode that ties a lot of the black mirror episodes together in an interesting way it kind of offers a foundation to understand how they happen in the same you know the same uh anthology series yeah multiverse yeah exactly okay um, and that's what this, that's what they were trying to do with this movie. I think was just offer a foundation for now we can make any movie we want that ties into the, you know, the Cloverfield idea that has like, you know, mystery to it or suspense to it or monsters in it. And it ties into this universe. And now we know the origin. We know the origin of the foundation of why this is happening throughout time, throughout different, you know, dimensions, those kind of things. 
So that's that's what it was. This is not this did not happen before the monster showed up in this this is way in the future of was it 2008 when the first one happened? Yeah. So this is in the future somewhere, but because they did this and he even says it specifically on the newscast that, that weird events could happen in the past or in the future. They laid it out, which I don't like. Again, they spoon-feed it. Yeah. Um, the exposition, which it always bothers me, but but you say that this movie wasn't trying to answer, but you just said that this answers how all this stuff happened. It offers a foundation for how all this stuff happens, and I and I love that. It's not saying so. We still don't know why these monsters, though. We don't understand, like you know, is there some sort of intelligent force behind this? Is you know what exactly did the Cloverfield Station unlock? You know what what exactly ha- like we don't know. The details, we just have a foundation for understanding, you know, wh- why Cloverfield Monsters showed up in 2008, why they're going to show up in the war in this next one, you know, or whatever. It reminded me of a bad version of The Mist. Do you remember The Mist? Oh, I loved The Mist. I yeah. love The Mist, too, and how they were messing with dimensional portals and stuff like that. Right. And because they did that, it opened this dimension where these creatures could come onto our world. That's kind of what this movie is trying to do i think but at the same time it's like it can happen between different dimensions and different times and send things to the past and to the future Mm -hmm. and i don't like that i think uh i think the movie is stronger if they pick either time travel or dimension travel i think having both um makes it a lot muddier uh if this was just a not time travel but a time uh time portal kind of thing um the problem was the movie was a dimension portal movie originally. Um, and that's that, you know, the idea of the other wall scene, by the way, is the, the girl stuck, the in, the girl wall, stuck in the which wall. Is terrifying. Oh, it was unbelievable. Um, but that's a multidimensional thing. You know, she finds out that in the, in another dimension, there were different, different crew on here and she was actually still on earth and her kids were still alive. And, yeah. you know, and so it offers her this, this, you know, um, struggle. Well, do I stay in this dimension where my kids are alive, but actually they're not my kids. And the other me is down there being their mom. And yeah, you know, do I kill her and then take over her? But no, you know, so it's that thought, that thought went through my mind that is she going to do that? I didn't know. So this original movie, like this story originally was about dimensional travel. Yeah. That's what, that's what, whatever this was called before the God particle, I think is what it was called yeah. before was about. Also, by the way, speaking of that, there were, a couple moments that make me think that the themes of this movie originally were more spiritual because there's that moment where they're standing around and he offers to pray. Do you remember this moment in the movie? Yeah. And some of them are like, you know, whatever. And then some of them pray together. I think that, and there was one, I can't remember the other scene, but I wonder if this originally had more of kind of like a, a spiritual bent to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was called God particle. I don't know. Anyways, all that's beside the point. The point being, this was a dimensional story yeah. that they needed, Cloverfield needed, to make a time travel story as well so that those monsters could be in 2008 and those kind of things. And again, it just all feels muddled and forced. Yeah. Um, another thing I didn't like about this movie in the whole paradox aspect of it is it was so convenient for everything to kill everybody in this movie. Like... The thing ended up in the guy's stomach, and he had worms in him. How? 
because there's a paradox. Mm-hmm. His arm suddenly has sentience and can write messages and stuff. How? Yeah, that's silly. Because of the paradox. Yeah, no, totally agree with you on this. And the stuff on the wall reaching out and grabbing Chris O'Dowd and pulling him back and killing him that way. Why? Because of paradox. And yeah. the same with the uh, Jingwei, is that her name? I don't know. But, you know, all of a sudden the room filling up with water to kill her. Paradox. I hated the fact that... That was a great scene, by the way. Of her drowning? Yeah, that was really... I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Like a space scene where it fills up with water and then the space vacuum freezes it. Yeah. that I thought that was really cool. I think... Really they, interesting. They've done that in a couple movies. Oh, okay. Seen. I just yeah. haven't seen it, I guess. Uh, they're not good movies, but... <laughs> Again, hey, maybe that's the maybe that's the key element to making a good movie. Don't have a freezing water scene because <laughs> it'll make the In rest space. of the movie bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, just because you thought of something cool, you can't just say it's a paradox, and that's how we're going to make the scene happen. Yeah, we call that because reasons. Yeah, because reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this de- this movie definitely because reasons a lot. You know, it's too much. The whole storyline with her husband and the little girl is the most useless incredibly uh, again i dumb. think that's i think that must be in the original script there must be more to it you know i just i don't understand what is that what does that little girl have to do with anything nothing like, I, it's just what does her husband have to do with yeah anything? i think i think i am i want to read the original script so bad I, I i just wonder what they had to chop out edit out cut up to make it you know work as a cloverfield movie and yeah you know you feel like with 10 cloverfield lane a movie you love, Ten Cloverfield Lane too, don't you? Absolutely. Okay, a movie both of us so love. So good. This is a movie, and this is something we could argue about because I think you mentioned something about disagreeing with me about the Cloverfield aspect of the last fifteen minutes uh, in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So this is a movie that, for the entirety of the movie, yeah. up till that last fifteen minutes, for me, yeah. is just a movie. It's just a creepy. Stuck in a bunker, what's going on type movie. Yeah. The only Cloverfieldness of anything is the fact that it's the Cloverfield attacks are actually going on outside while he's got them trapped. So there actually is something that is keeping them in the bunker. Yeah. Even though she doesn't believe there actually is. So anyway, so that's then then she gets out and then there's a Cloverfield monster and But it's not. It's a different creature. They're Whoa. totally different creatures. And that's my point of this not being... I think this is just an alien... I think Tin Cloverfield Lane is just a straight-up alien attack movie, not a kaiju movie like the first one. Because it's a different creature. There's actually spaceships floating around and flying around in Tin Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a different movie. The fact that it's an alien invasion is what makes it different. Whereas okay. a kaiju giant monster landing in New York, I think that people could accidentally assume that because there's destruction in the background that it on one part of the world it's the giant monster and then wherever John Goodman is that it's a different monster. Right. I think they're completely different realities. Do you think they're different dimensions now? Different because di- ah, I don't want to give credit to <laughs> Cloverfield Paradox. I think Well, you don't have to give credit to the movie to be a good movie to give credit to the idea of how it could tie them together to be an interesting idea. But I don't like that idea. Okay. Right. I don't like That's the idea enough. of them being tied together. I like the idea of them being completely separate stories. I don't want them I don't oh, want Oh okay. No that no that makes sense. Yeah. I, I I think I'm following you better yeah. now because you are opposed to the entire idea of a foundation to this anthology series. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I guess I was just not making that clear. No, no, no. That's yeah. that's great. I don't I, no, want I get them it to now. be tied together. I don't want them to be tied you together. You just you you don't you don't need any kind of common thread. 
you just want different movies that are called Cloverfield movies that have monsters of some sort in them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, from here on out, I think that's what you're getting. Yeah, I hope. I really do. (laughs) Honestly, I I said this in a tweet the other day that actually kind of got a lot of traction. I was proud of it. That I am uh, making a decree that... Ten Cloverfield or uh, not the Cloverfield paradox is now uh, it does not it's the canon is untrue it does not have any <laughs> effect on the Cloverfield universe and it got a lot of traction. It reminds me of the the petition that the Star Wars fans were signing about the Last Jedi or whatever. Yeah, oh, get actually, it removed from canon. Yeah, that's what I said. I put down the hashtag fake petition. In. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But uh, right. are there specific points of this movie you wanted to discuss? Because mainly it's just been me complaining I think about I've, it. I think I've mentioned, you know, I mentioned both the wall scenes, which I thought were really well done. I thought the water scene was well done. Um, uh, I agree with you that there's way too much because reasons in this. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with the chopping that they did on it. Uh, we mentioned the news scene. Um, yeah, I just uh, it's just it's an, uh, for me, it's a frustrating, unfortunate mess. You know what's weird? Because I actually do like the concept. I like the idea of all these movies having this common thread. I should have mentioned this in podcast proper. This is actually a beautiful movie. Like the way it shot the CGI and yeah. stuff. It's yeah, it's pretty well done. Really well done. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what it did make me want to do. I want to go back and watch the first Cloverfield movie again now. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I may do that tonight. Really? Yeah. I may, I may do family movie night and we'll do Cloverfield. There you go. And you'll forget that uh, what's his name is in the movie. You're like, oh yeah, uh, what what is his name? He's from uh, uh, Silicon Valley and everything. Oh um, yeah, he. Um, it's the worst when we can't remember names of easy people. Should we should remember names of exactly? Um, I mean, I'll look it up. I shouldn't have to, but it's just gonna save time. Do 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 do. Usually I remember about the time I... Uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller, yeah. Yeah. You forget that T.J. Miller is in that movie. or And Lizzie Kaplan's in that movie as well. Right. Because uh, that was before any of them were famous. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, you're the best. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the next Cloverfield movie to see, you know... Hopefully we'll be back on track for you. Reading the plot summary of it, and I know I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it definitely looks like it's getting back to that whole, okay, yeah, this has nothing to do with any of the other ones. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Cool. Well, there you go. There's some spoiler chat on uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Um, It is a mess of a movie that I'm glad exists, and Andrew is not. (laughs) Nope. All right, we'll catch you next time, guys. Uh, We'll talk Black Panther spoilers in the Sift Spoil next week. So we'll catch you then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 